Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. Tips and advice on developing confidence, embracing your style, and attracting the love and sex you want. Hello everyone and welcome back to Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. This episode brought to you by my cold, um, <laughs> which I'm getting over, but my voice still feels a little a little pinched to me. It's a little raggedy and rough, so please bear with me. This has been several weeks now and I'm climbing the walls because I, <laughs> I'm tired of not being able to record. So I thought I would just jump right into this special episode of the guide. For this episode, I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to address a concern that a lot of you have about approaching women, whether it's in real life or whether it's even just sending a comment to somebody that you like, some performer or somebody like that, specifically that you don't want to come across as creepy. I've heard this a lot. Many guys have told me and others that they don't feel right about commenting on a woman's audio or video or photos or whatever, or sending her a private message, even a really nice and polite one, because they're afraid of coming across as creepy. They worry that there are so many other creeps doing this, that they would rather just stay silent rather than be seen as one of those guys. Now, this applies to talking to a woman in real life, too, obviously. Um, and when we're discussing real life situations, a lot of men aren't just worried about coming across as, as creepy. They also let worries about their shyness or their looks make them hesitate. I've seen, you probably have too, I've seen a lot of bitter kind of memes about how it's only sexual harassment if the guy isn't attractive. In other words, you know, the exact same behavior or attitudes uh, would be welcome if they came from a guy that the woman found attractive. A lot of guys worry that if they aren't gorgeous, then approaching a woman will be seen as creepy. So I wanted to talk about this. And I wanted to let you hear from more than just myself. So I recruited five women from Gone Wild Audio, four amazing performers and one amazing writer. And I asked them a series of questions about this topic. These are their answers in their own words. I didn't edit these for content. These are just their honest thoughts and opinions. You know, just the thoughts of these five random women. So, <laughs> um, who also, by the way, did not hear each other's answers before they answered. So, oh, and one more thing. I read the answers for Nickel Silver, our resident writer, because she isn't a vocal performer. But everyone else, Sweet Caroline Kisses, Bad Horsey, Sweetest Honey, and Bell in the Woods are speaking for themselves. Now, just before we go to the ladies, let me just say, I know that there are a few guys who won't want to hear this because they think they already know what they're going to hear and they don't want to hear it. They don't like hearing women say things like confidence in men is important. I guess because they feel unconfident and they can't imagine that ever changing. Or else that they think women are somehow lying about this or not telling the whole truth. And I'm not sure where the motivation 
would come from to go to the trouble of answering these questions and doing all this just just to lie about it. But anyway, let me assure you, these answers come from a genuine desire to help. Just listen to what the ladies have to say and give it some thought. If you don't agree for whatever reason, if you think you figured out what the real truth, you know, about women and what we want is, well, then why are you even listening to this, right? <laughs> this is as real as it gets. And I think it's worth, it's worth paying attention to. So without further ado, the first question I put to the ladies was this. How do you feel about shyness in a man? If someone is a little socially awkward around you, does that affect your impression of him? I think I read my opinion of a man long before he's ever talking to me. Uh, it may be altered slightly based on his social awkwardness or shyness or something like that, but um, there's a lot about who you are as a person that I think I'm picking up before you ever start talking or not talking, depending on what the case may be. I don't know. I think for any um, really socially awkward situations I've been involved in, it's always just something to laugh about later. And that brings you closer to people, you know? Once you have a woman laughing, she's guaranteed to be able to make other sounds for you too. Well, I'm an introvert, and I have pretty much exclusively been with other introverts. So saying that, I guess I'm a little awkward myself, um, especially around people I don't know really well. I can be shy. So I don't find that off-putting from someone else. If you are someone who is a bit more aggressive, that actually can be a turnoff. I think shy men are intriguing actually. And there's something under the surface there, like something that needs to be explored. Uh, they don't just put everything out there. So I guess you could say I find it to be a positive attribute, actually. It makes someone mysterious in a way, and I always find it endearing as well. A little bit of social awkwardness isn't bad. That said, uh, <laughs> I've definitely had instances where I've been the one who's made the first move that's usually how it's gone for me because I tend to like shy guys. So, uh, I've pretty much been the one who makes the first move or makes it really obvious when I like someone. For me, it does not affect my impression of him because I am a little socially awkward. I, I can't fault someone for that. If anything, it's kind of endearing. If you're shy and a little socially awkward, it'll shape my first impression of someone, but it's never in a bad way. Honestly, if someone is socially awkward, I'm more sympathetic to them because, like, same. <laughs> like, I'm really socially awkward too. Um, also, everybody knows that first impressions can change, so if I keep talking to you and I'm like, oh, they're a little bit shy, and then you open up, and they're like, okay, cool. Um, or if someone's too confident, my first impression is usually, well, that guy's probably a dick. Um, but, you know, sometimes that can change. And Nicole Silver says, It depends on how the awkwardness is expressed. Quiet is better than being brash or braggart. I enjoy drawing someone out in conversation. Most people are fascinating once you get them talking about what interests them. 
I don't think most women have any real problem with shyness in men. And in fact, many of us actually find it kind of cute. It's not a deal breaker. It's not the kind of thing you need to be worried about. Nor is it something that you should let yourself believe is what's holding you back from meeting a woman. For me personally, um, I just wanted to add, there are two kinds of shyness, uh, or at least manifestations of it. One is adorable, <laughs> and the other, well, quite frankly, it tends to make me feel bad. If you're the kind of shy that leads to uh, smiles and a bit of self-conscious laughter, maybe some blushing, maybe dropping things around me, whatever, that can be really adorable. <laughs> Um, but if your shyness results in a kind of a stiff demeanor, not looking at me or talking to me, um, answering in kind of monosyllabic grunts, you know, only when you have to, well, that just kind of makes me feel as though I'm the last person on earth that you want to be in front of right now. <laughs> Whether you feel this or not, I understand, but I'm just giving you some, some insight as to how it can come across. But just being shy, just being socially awkward, Many of us are like that, as you've heard. So don't let it stop you or make you think that there's no hope for you. Okay, the second question dealt with something I've heard, as I said, more and more bring up, the idea that women really only like buff, ripped, great-looking guys. So I asked the ladies, how important are the typical manly man looks to you? Does a guy need to have a six-pack and a chiseled jaw to be attractive? And what are some non-typical looks that you personally like? I don't think that guys have to be like big and burly to be considered attractive or look like, I don't know, some Disney prince. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that personality is usually something that is going to overcome any sort of looks in the long run. Uh, you could be the most attractive person, but if you aren't able to talk to me or carry on a conversation with me, I'm going to lose interest pretty quickly because looks fade, but intelligence and um, being well-spoken and a sense of humor, uh, those sorts of things are way more important than manly man looks, non-typical looks. I kind of like larger noses. I don't know. I I find them attractive. So there you go. The typical manly man looks are not important at all. I'm bisexual, so I'm attracted to people with very feminine features, very masculine features, androgynous features, like everything in between the whole sliding scale of different mashups of things. Um, so I don't have a type at all. If you do have a six-pack and a chiseled jaw, then that's great, but it's 100% not necessary. Um, I'm sure you can relate to when I say someone is too attractive, whether that be someone with masculine or feminine features, it's kind of suspicious. Like, you don't know if you can trust them because they're too perfect. So you don't have to worry about being, like, the paragon of attractiveness because usually when it gets to that point it's a little sus i like i like humans you know i don't like and some non-typical looks that i personally like i don't have a type in terms of looks obviously but my type is 
they've got to respect women. If you do, then I'm on board and it's great. And if you show me that you view women as equals, then amazing. Um, also, I don't like it when people are mean to me right off the bat. Um, if someone is like kind of like dry and sarcastic, when I put my barrier up and I'm like dry and sarcastic back, um, I'm not good at detecting sarcasm in strangers. Um, so I like it when people are friendly at first, and then we can start to have a little bit of banter, you know? A man definitely does not have to have a chiseled jaw, a six-pack, and shoulders spanning a doorway. In fact, I pretty much like tall, skinny guys, personally. I like long legs long arms, long fingers. <laughs> I don't know why, I just do. So for all you skinny guys out there who are worried about bulking up and going to the gym and doing the whole protein shake or God forbid steroid thing, please know that not all of us want that or like it. The typical manly man looks are not important to me. I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm not physically attracted to certain things, but personality makes up so much more of my attraction to people than looks do. I can honestly say that I don't have any one type. I mean, I was thinking back on exes and people I've talked to, and they all looked different. If anything, though, they probably were not the typical manly man, so there's that. Um, two of them had beards, but I'm not opposed to a man not having a beard. So, yeah. <laughs> we hear men asking all the time, uh, should I shave or not? You know, do you like this kind of body or what do you want for clothing? You know, what makes me attractive? And I guess there's definitely aspects about those things that do win, but it's it's so much who you are. It's your confidence is the biggest thing. If you walk out of the house wearing confidence, you can wear anything else. Um, and I mean, seriously, I've, I've met guys with a serious dad bod going on, right? I didn't even know what that term was until they taught me. Um, and I was like, I don't fucking care. Like you, you have this mind that's amazing and this, you're interested in me. I mean, like, that's a huge thing. If you want me, well, all of a sudden your chances of getting with me are much higher than a man who never said he wanted me. And then that's again with the confidence thing. If you have the confidence to stand up straight and look me in the eye and smile and ask me for my number or whatever, that's, that's a huge amount of what's attractive to me more than a particular body type. Um, Anybody who listens to me regularly will know that I really have a thing for arms. That's my favorite party part on a man. Really any of the chest, hands, arms, shoulders, collarbone. Um, 
and people always go, well, I, I don't, my arms aren't built, but I don't fucking care if they're built. It's my body part I love, you know, and so and I think I'm kind of getting off topic here. Sorry. It's, it's about confidence is the thing that wears best. And Nickel says, here it gets tricky. Handsome isn't important, but healthy is. And honestly, confidence is the second most attractive quality a man can have after kindness. If a man has no sense of self-worth, I can't give it to him. He's got to develop it himself. It's that Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Again, they all said something pretty much like what every woman I've ever known, including myself, has said. Yes, we're all attracted to certain, certain types of people, just on the surface, but it's nothing compared to your character, your personality, your sense of humor, and your confidence. These are things you can develop much more easily than you can change your body, you know? So it's pretty encouraging, I think. Just speaking for myself, too, I've learned that what you see physically can certainly attract the eye, and I'm attracted to all different kinds of men, body types, and shapes, sizes, colors, ages, it doesn't matter. Um, something will just strike me about him. But, um, and I'm sure this is the same for you, <laughs> with attractive women, but no amount of, you know, attractive looks can make up for a lousy personality or mean spirit. And you begin not to go with just your immediate initial reaction to people, or at least that's the case for me and a lot of people I know. If I happen to see some random guy that I think is physically attractive, that's as far as it goes for me. I, I just think, oh, he's cute, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I don't go further than that. I don't think, oh, wow, I just have to meet him, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. I don't know him, you know, I have no idea what he's like as a person, what his, what his story is, what, what's going on with him. I don't know, you know, and just liking the way he looks is not enough to make me start thinking romantic thoughts about him. I become uh, physically attracted to men that I already know, you know, after I've gotten to know them, not the other way around. And in that case, it doesn't matter at all what they look like. Like uh, Sweet as Honey said, all of her men have looked very different. None of them had the manly man looks that so many guys think are necessary. I love her her beard comment. Anyway, okay. So the next question involved something I've also heard from a lot of guys. I don't have anything going for me. So all I can do is be the nice guy for women. It's all I have to offer. Now this... this statement has always bothered me for a few reasons. I think it shows a terrible kind of lack of self-respect to say something like that. And to be honest, it also makes me think of a kind of spiritual laziness in that person. I mean, what do you mean you don't have anything to offer someone as, as like a blanket statement? Like you were just born with nothing and you can't, you can't ever develop into anything more? Doesn't it strike you as, as kind of a I don't know, a cop-out to just shrug and say, I'm not great. I never will be. <laughs> I mean, how do you know you aren't the world's best at something or, or could be? How do you know you can't develop some skill or interest that some woman will someday just go crazy for? Don't just give up and say, well, the only thing I can offer someone is some kind of subservience to them. 
<laughs> you know, being nice to them, doing things for them, being there for them, 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 you know, never you. It's not a great place to be. And, and in spite of what a lot of guys who do this think and, and feel should be the case, it doesn't impress women. And as Nicole says, as you'll hear, it can often come across as manipulative. You're stating a deficit and you're either hoping that the woman will go overboard to deny it. Oh no, don't say that. You're amazing. Or, <laughs> or else you're looking for her to find something in you that you can't find in yourself. So here's what the ladies had to say. Okay, so I just learned that nice guy is like a term that's somewhat of a pejorative. So I'm not entirely sure what the question is here. So without any of the internet-based uh, analysis on that term, nice guy, um, I would want to just hold that person and love them and help them see the good things they do have about themselves. Uh, but there is zero chance there would be anything about me that wanted to sleep with that person. It's kind of sad because I know what it's like to feel like you have nothing to offer. And it's really sad. It's a, it is, it's a sad, lonely thought. Look, you have more to offer than you think. There is someone out there who will adore you. I think there are two perspectives to the statement. There's the way you can look at it from, all right, you have a low self-esteem, and you genuinely don't think you have any good traits. From that point of view, I will say, same. <laughs> Me too. Me too, buddy. And it's a journey of self-discovery that you just have to learn how to love yourself. Um, Eve series is doing a lot of help for, you to, for um, people to self-actualize instead of having a woman like you the answer to all your problems. So I think from that point of view, I'm a little more sympathetic. Like I'm working on it too. You just gotta learn how to love yourself. Um, the second perspective that you could take this from is that you are using the tired old nice guys finish last trope to make women feel bad for not sleeping with you and like guilting women into like Oh yeah, I'm a nice guy. How come you won't? Like, okay. First of all, nice is such a bland, boring third grade adjective. And the woman you're trying to pursue deserves so much better than a guy who feels he's entitled to her just because he's nice. You need to fix your mindset if this is how you are taking this approach to trying to talk to women because that's bad and it's problematic. Well, that statement makes me feel like the person's not very self-confident, whoever's saying that, but being nice can go a long way. So if they're saying that, then they shouldn't feel resigned. Um, I'd much rather be talking to a nice guy than a jerk. And I think that goes for a lot of women as well. And Nickel says, if he defines nothing going for him, in quotes, as what he believes women value, looks, money, power, I'd ask him what else he values in life, other than 
women what captures his interest and effort, and build on that. If he defines nothing going for him as he is a worthless person, to be honest, it sounds a bit manipulative and creepy. Poor me, pity me, fix me. Therapy might help. But keep in mind what Bell said, too, of course. If you're talking about niceness as a quality of your character, of course that's desirable. In in contrast to being mean, <laughs> of course. I mean, no one wants a mean-spirited man. But niceness in that sense is really just a way of saying you have a good personality. You know, you have you have a good character, you have a, you have a good heart, which, as you've heard, is right up at the top of things we want in men. Okay, so the real meat of the discussion. So many guys are genuinely worried about coming off as creepy. I thought it would be valuable to hear from the women what they thought of as creepy behavior. I don't think that coming straight in with a sexual message is creepy. I think that pushing it when the girl says that she is not interested is creepy. I think that talking about personal things is not necessarily creepy in and of itself. I do think that if a woman tells you no, this is just in any scenario. If she tells you no, then stop. Because if you continue, that is creepy. If she does not want to tell you something, she should not be made to. That, that to me is what creepy interactions usually boil down to is consent. If she doesn't want you to know where she lives, or if she doesn't want to talk about her personal life at all. She doesn't have to. She's not obligated to. And trying to make her feel bad about that is very creepy. But generally, what one person finds creepy, another person will not. So, um, aside from, you know, the whole consent thing, you know, it, it is really up to the individual as far as what is seriously creepy. I've boiled this down to, overall, a sense of entitlement is what makes guys creepy. You probably know who this guy is, and if you don't, it's probably you. But, um, that's kind of vague, so I got some subpoints here. Um... One of them is the invasion of personal space. Women generally have a larger personal space bubble than men, so while you may not realize you're invading her personal space, just be conscious of how close you are to her, because it's off-putting when someone is all up in your bubble, and for the love of God, do not touch me. Please do not make physical contact. Ah, uh, no. Um, second point. When a guy talks over you, that's not fun. Um, again, men do this sometimes without realizing it, that's just how they are. Um, but when you're talking to women, just be conscious um, of when you're doing it and try, try to actually listen to her and what she has to say. And 
while you're actually listening, to show that you're listening, don't immediately blurt out what you think in response. Just wait for her to be done talking, and then you can speak. Great. It's how talking works. I know you may be like, I don't do that, but a lot of people don't realize they're doing it. My mom does this to me a lot. I'm trying to get her to stop. Um, but yeah, the last thing is, I, th I feel like this is the most obvious, um, unwanted sexual advances. Just don't, don't send dick pics, don't comment or say sexually explicit things. Women don't like to be surprised by a penis. Um, consent is key, especially over the internet. In real life also, it just, unless you're confident in your ability to read a room and like pick up on nonverbal cues, um, just don't. Just ask, and then if she says no, don't be sad and don't be mad about it, because it's it might not even be about you. It might just be she's not in the mood. And she doesn't have to explain herself. You should just be able to be okay with it. And that'll show that you respect her and that you have boundaries and you respect her boundaries. Easy. Creepy is when you launch into the sexual in a way that's done without permission or when you're being presumptuous, or when you don't stop when you're asked to. Creepy can be when someone tells you that you're making them uncomfortable, and they continue with the creepy action of being sexually explicit with advances that are unwanted, leering, leading with only sexual things. The main point here is unwanted. I know in the audio community, we are at least those of us who are answering these questions are um, recording erotic audio. And there's going to be some sexual undertones and overtones and flirtation and whatnot within the comments and the audios themselves. As long as you're not considering the person uh, who's recording these things is not a person or is just as a sex object, that's creepy. Anyone who comes at me and just leads with that and thinks that I'm not someone who is a human on the other end with my own feelings and desires and wants and needs and, you know, my own sexuality. Uh, I'm, I'm a real human person <laughs> and I have those things, you know, um, free will for one, Creepiness is also like a sense of entitlement to my sexuality and what you want me to do when I don't know you. <laughs> um, that can be, that can come across as creepy. As far as the creepiness factor, I think that would be really hard to overcome. Firstly, I don't believe that most people who come across as creepy actually realize it. And without realizing it, you're not looking to fix it. So anyone listening to this, trying to fix their creepiness factor, probably isn't creepy. They're probably either socially awkward, uh, shy, maybe anxiety prone. 
Some of the things that I've found creepy have a lot to do with body language. Body language is so important in all areas, but especially when dealing with the opposite sex, it's never more important. Standing too close to someone, not giving them their personal space is something I would look out for. Also, eye contact. No matter how shy you are or awkward you feel, eye contact is very important. But you don't want to give unwavering eye contact because that's not natural. You want to make eye contact and then look away occasionally. I find it very endearing when a shy guy looks at me and then looks down and blushes a little. (laughs) It's very cute. On the other hand, if a guy looks at me and looks away but shifts his eyes to the side, that's less cute. And depending on how often that happens... It can come off as creepy. A characteristic I think most women are attracted to is confidence. And I'm not talking about the kind of confidence where you walk into a room and own it. Not everybody can have that or can learn that. Some people just aren't meant to have that personality, and that's okay. The kind of confidence I'm talking about comes from knowing who you are and being okay with that. So if you're a nerd, you know it, and you're okay with it. Embrace it. Love who you are. Love your nerdiness. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't view it as a negative that other people are judging you for. Just be comfortable in your own skin. That's all. And you don't have to say anything or wear specific clothes or listen to a a hot kind of music. You could like Neil Diamond. And as long as you admit it and own it and like that you like Neil Diamond, it's all good. Something everybody can change if it's an issue is around personal hygiene. If you're tending towards the anxiety-prone personality and you're not washing your hair, so it's greasy, and you're shifty-eyed and stand too close, that's a big problem. So take care of the eyes, wash your hair, own your awkwardness, and know it makes you unique. Brush your teeth for God's sakes. Please brush your teeth and floss and let the girl stand closer to you. Let her move towards you. Don't crowd her when you're making an approach if you tend towards awkwardness and uh, 
you think you're creepy. And that's just on a first meeting. I mean, once you know someone, obviously, boundaries change. But you want to lessen your potential threatening aura. So don't crowd. And mainly, just go into every situation thinking somebody out there will find me attractive and it might be this person. Don't go in with a defeated attitude already because that can also be read in your body language. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some hope. Breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Good luck out there, boys. Horsey's rooting for you. What makes a guy creepy? Um, biggest thing is feeling like you are entitled to me in any way. Um, the, the guys who get labeled creeps are all the ones who feel like they deserve to message you and be responded to at any time. Um, you know, uh, and they get real pissy if you're not being exactly the way they want you to be. And it's like, I guess that's more of a jerk than a creep. I guess being, I guess a lot of questions without a lot of revealing a lot of yourself, right? If you're going to ask me 65 questions, I should at least have 67 answers from you about who you are, right? And and I guess there's getting to a, a place in a relationship where it's reasonable to say, you know, whatever question you're interested in. Um, and then the other creepy thing would be, you know, asking anything physically personal, right? Like the obviously don't talk about my age or my weight or my menstrual cycle or anything like that, right? Like those are things for when you're in a real relationship. And Nicole says, I think there's a page on how to not be creepy on Reddit. A lack of boundaries and a position of entitlement give me creep vibes. Again, you hear a lot of the same kinds of things. Not treating us as human beings, um, assuming sexual contact uh, and willingness the attitude that because a woman uh, performs erotic audio, webcams, dresses a certain way, whatever, you know, she must naturally, automatically be completely open and available to random men at all times, you know? <laughs> I think that's the biggest mistake some men make. They, they come across one of our audios, for example. It's all hot and horny and it makes them crazy and they want to contact us. Okay, fine. That's fine, really. But keep in mind, what you heard was a pre-recorded audio. You know, any horniness that led us to make that audio may be long gone at this point. You know, when when we receive your message, we might be on the bus to work. We might be dead tired and about to go to bed. We might be stressed or upset, whatever. The, the point is, don't assume that we are as hot and horny as you are at the moment that you send the message. You know, don't don't impose your current state of arousal onto us out of the blue and assume we're ready to go, <laughs> especially <laughs> with just any old random guy who happens to hear us, you know, respect is, is a huge thing. And, and to my mind, what goes along with that is a more sensible attitude towards sex. I mean, yes, erotic audio performers are generally interested in sex. That's a pretty safe bet. Like we like flirting and and bantering. We like the attention and the praise, and we certainly like enjoying ourselves. 
But I can safely say all of us are just normal people at the same time. We aren't living sex dolls. You know, we aren't the the constantly horny fantasy figures that you hear in our audios sometimes, you know. So a guy who can cool his jets a little and maintain some dignity, even when he's been turned on by us, that's not creepy. That's great, you know. But a guy who just loses his mind and sends us graphic and sometimes really disturbing messages because of an audio he just heard, that's creepy. A guy who won't take no for an answer, that's creepy. A guy who feels entitled to us or our sexuality, who expects us to just give him what he wants, that's, you know, that's creepy. Another thing to consider, kind of going the opposite way, too much effusive adoration. Talk of love and romance and making us the center of your entire world when you don't even know us, you know, this bothers a lot of women. This is not normal behavior, you know, when a guy who, who might do this with the best intentions, who might think he's just being complimentary by telling us that, that we're his everything, when a guy does this to a stranger he doesn't even know, it almost always comes across as a little creepy. It shows that he doesn't seem to have much of a grasp on reality, you know, he's He's not enjoying these uh, fantasies that we're putting out as fantasies. He's taking them as real, in a way, and kind of made us his sort of imaginary girlfriend. Sometimes guys will come right out and tell you that you're his girlfriend, you know. Now, this is by no means limited to men. I'm just saying this. I'm putting this out there. Lots of women do this kind of thing, too, of course. Um, <laughs> a woman broke into Keanu Reeves' house because she believed he was her husband. I mean, it happens, you know. But but we all think of this kind of thing, um, we all think this, this behavior signals mental illness, not love, you know. So if a guy writes to us and expresses undying love and tells us that we're with him every day and he needs us and all that kind of stuff, well, I mean, just think of Mrs. Reeves there, if, you know, you get the idea. Sadly, though, what, what usually happens when someone with kind of mental issues like this tries to tell us that we're his moon and stars and, and we either don't react or else we tell him, no, we don't know each other, please just cool it a little. <laughs> the reaction can often be violent, uh, strange, or um, outright stalker-like. Repeated messages under 25 new and then deleted usernames is not at all uncommon. That sort of thing. None of it's complimentary. None of it's the result of love or, or even admiration. It's just creepy. But like Bad Horsey says, if you even think you might be creepy, you probably aren't. Because sadly, you know, most creeps don't seem aware or they don't care how they're coming across to women. So chances are you aren't a creep, which is the point of this episode, really. <laughs> to point out what does make a guy a creep, and to show you that in all likelihood, you aren't. So don't worry. <laughs> I was curious about some turn-ons and turn-offs, of course. I got a few answers. What turns me on or off about a guy? Intelligence, a sense of humor, being considerate and kind. Those things are, are good. So see, nice guy, nice guy's a turn-on. It's not a turn-off. I'm sure that everybody is going to say um, that, yeah, passion and talent and humor. I'm pr pretty sure that's what everybody is going to say. Um, 
but it's true. Um, it's true. If you're passionate about something, um, like something specific that I don't know a lot about, like teach me about it. It's super cool and we can talk about it. To add to this, so I don't sound as vague, I'm going to list a bunch of things that it would be really cool if you're into because I genuinely like to have a friend, a person in my life to teach me about this stuff. Um, first of all, if you most people think of talent, they think of musical talent. Um, that's my thing. I don't need anyone to teach me about it. I don't need someone to serenade me because um, it's fine. It's fine if you don't have musical talent because there's so many other things you can be good at. Um, you could know a lot about film. You could be a good writer. You could be really good at math. Um, you could play a sport. You could be a really artsy person, like take really artsy pictures or like make art. Um, you could be really into meteorology. You could know about politics or like botany or artisanal coffee or cooking or dancing or going to the gym or anime or dentistry or video games or religion or I don't know, lamps? Lamps are cool. Um, like antique furniture? That's pretty cool. There's just so many things that you could talk about. And it just enriches another person's life. What turns me on, and I said this before, what turns me on most about a man is confidence. Um, uh, an acknowledgement that you are great. That your dungeons of warfare, whatever you play, or... Um, your your job, your vehicle, what, whatever it is that you have, whatever you love in your life, your Reddit profile, it really doesn't matter that you're confident in it, that you love that, that you're like, yeah, this is what I do. Do you want to talk to me more about gas-powered remote control cars? <laughs> like, you're like, I totally want to hear about it because you seem interested. Um, what turns me off? Somebody who does is the exact opposite, right? Somebody who has nothing interesting to talk about, just stand there, you know, awkwardly, so... Can you please say something to make the conversation go? Like, I mean, I can, but, and sure, I, I can carry a conversation, you know, for the both of us pretty much by myself, but it doesn't mean I'm going to want to spread my legs for you, right? Like, you have to be putting something into me in my mind before I want to let you put something in my body. What turns me on and off about a guy? Well, what turns me off is arrogance, rudeness, um, you know someone who says they're a nice guy but as it turns out they're they're really just jerks in disguise i've had a few of those but no trust me if you're worried about that then more than likely you're not you can ask an honest friend and they'll tell you you know what i mean but um yeah <laughs> and again the same answers keep surfacing confidence in whatever you do like caroline says tell me about your gas-powered remote control <laughs> or your dungeons of warfare i love that doesn't matter you know own it or like bad horse he says love who you are even if that's a nerd i mean women call themselves nerds all the time guys love it right <laughs> and finally i asked the ladies if they had any parting words of advice i uh, have a little courage i guess like I said, I'm an introvert too. So I've had to suck it up and totally say hello. And I've made some pretty great friends from doing so. 
here at least as well, and in life, you know, boyfriends, etc. If I didn't have the courage to make that move, then it never would have happened. So maybe you are painfully shy, but if you think in your in your real life, if someone's interested in you, help them out a little bit, give them some hints that you like them. And just conversation where nothing is expected of you is a good way to approach a woman. You know, don't go in expecting something to happen, but don't feel like you have to apologize for talking to her. A little confidence goes a long way. You know the saying, fake it till you make it? I think that can apply here because really communicating with someone, if you're not used to it, it can be something that you can learn how to do but you have to start doing it. So practice, practice it, and then you'll feel better about it and it will get easier. Just start talking to me in the grocery store line or in the grocery store at all or wherever you shop. (laughs) I have a house full of people, so I'm often in grocery stores. Um, Yeah, just start talking, right? Um, I I went to an event the other day and um, a guy caught my eye and, hey, how's it going? That was all it took, right? And it was, but for the rest of the evening, anytime I was close to him, conversation was easy because he had started with just a, hey. And that, like there was, there was nothing that made it obvious he should greet me. I was just a human near him. And he gave me that acknowledgement and that made any other interactions really easy and fun. Um... But when you're shy, my biggest advice for a shy guy who's afraid of being turned down or thinks it won't work out for him or anything like that is to remember the only difference between uh, guys who are going home with uh, and getting action and the guys who are not um, is that those guys who are getting some, they kept on trying. They talked to all the girls they saw, anybody they were interested in all of them. And when one shut them down, they just went to the next one. And you develop a skill. And that's really all it is, is an ability to read people and keep moving and feel confident about yourself. And those guys aren't like, because I'm one of these people, right, who has this outward confidence and everybody thinks I have everything going for me. Um, And inside, I'm still going, oh my god, I bet they hate me. Um, But I just shove that down a little bit deeper and I go out and I try it again. And I just say, hey, how are you? And then I try it again. And um, eventually I develop a, a system where people really like hearing from me. Just be as genuine as possible. Um, and don't get discouraged or angry if you get rejected. That's the most important part. Is um, just because you tried all these things and you... You have to just keep on keeping on if you get rejected because there are so many reasons that a woman might reject you and it might be for the best. Like, you, you might not work together. Um, I sympathize a lot with this because I too am a person who is interested in women and god damn it, we're scary. <laughs> women are so scary. Uh, so there's that. Um, also, Treat women like people. Don't be condescending towards us, and don't put us on a pedestal either. We are your equals, and we would like to be treated as such. Um, I feel like my tone of voice is kind of mean. I don't intend it to be that way. Just please, 
please, I beg of you. Once you create a power dynamic, whether it be the woman has more power or you have more power, it makes things weird and it makes it hard for a relationship to form. Personally, I would like to be approached. Treat me like a human. Not like just a disembodied voice. If you just want to message me to get off, don't even message me. Because... Like, I, I don't just go straight into that with anybody. You know. But if you're looking for a friend and someone to chat with and whatever, then yeah, you know. A safe way to go about it is to be respectful. Not to assume anything, really. Um, but I would like to be approached respectfully. You know, even, I like your voice. I really like your audios. I hope you're having a great day. Things like that. I, you know, I get the point. <laughs> I get I, I get the meaning behind the words, I like your audios. Or even, I like X audio. Could you do this? I hope you're having a good day. Things like that. You know, just keep it respectful. And Nichols' advice is, ask me what I'm reading. Listen when I tell you. Tell me about the last book you read. My other advice is, you want to meet a nice woman who values something besides money, power, and looks? Go where they go. Volunteer for something you believe in. You meet the nicest people in soup kitchens and friends of the park cleanup days. Thanks, Nickel. Appreciate you submitting your answers. So that's it for this episode. I I hope you enjoyed hearing from all these gorgeous ladies. I really enjoyed doing this episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much to Bad Horsey, Belle in the Woods, Nickel Silver, Sweetest Honey, and Sweet Caroline Kisses for taking part. I really appreciate your taking the time to participate. You ladies are awesome. And uh, I really hope all of our listeners will check out your erotic audios if they haven't so far. And to you, dear listener, remember, you're an attractive, interesting person worthy of love, and you're well on the way to finding it. Bye for now. <laughs>